portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Locked On ACC for Friday, April 3rd, 2020. I'm Brian Wilmer. I'm your host. I am from FB Schedules and College Hoops Digest. Glad to share another day with you. Another tournament throwback edition coming up on today's program. Still staying in the 80s. You'll find out where we're going in just a minute. Before we go, though, you can contact us on Twitter. We are at LockedOnACC. You can also email us, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can tweet me individually. I am at Sports Matters. I would love to hear from you. We finally reached the end of March, month that seemed to last for six years. Or as I joked the other day, now that we've made it through March, happy 2021. But we are now into April. Winding down the tournament throwback editions. It's been some fun programming. Got some more fun stuff coming up for you. But for now, let's go ahead and hop in the car. Put on your seatbelts. Let's ride. Today, we will take a ride back to the year of the Cinderella, 1983. As you know, we start these programs with a look around the world of pop culture and society. 1983, starting January 26th, Lotus 123 is released for computers. If you don't know what Lotus 123 is, it's basically a knockoff of Microsoft Excel. If you hate Excel, you'll really hate Lotus. January 30th, the Washington Redskins beat the Miami Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. May 25th, Return of the Jedi opens in theaters. I am not going to allow this to devolve into a conversation about Star Wars. I report. You opine. May 31st, the Philadelphia 76ers sweep the Lakers and win the NBA championship. June 18th, Sally Ride becomes the first American woman in space. She is aboard the space shuttle Challenger at this time in 1983. August 18th, Hurricane Alicia hits the Texas coast, kills 22, causes over $3.8 billion in damage. August 30th, Guyon Bluford becomes the first African American in space aboard the Challenger. September 15th, one of the classic 80s records drops. Huey Lewis in the news, Sports. September 18th, Kiss appears without makeup in public for the first time ever and has, I think, what, one hit after it? October 4th, the first Hooters opens in Clearwater, Florida. Again, not going to talk about those things. October 5th, AT&T was founded. November 2nd, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Ronald Reagan Signs a bill creating the federal holiday that would become Martin Luther King Day, first observed 1986. Also November 2nd, Chrysler introduces the Dodge Caravan, the first ever minivan. My dad had one of those at one point. November 3rd, the Reverend Jesse Jackson announces his candidacy for the 1984 United States Democratic Party presidential nomination. December 2nd, Michael Jackson's Thriller video airs on MTV for the first time and finishes about December 8th. 
Also in 1983, McDonald's introduces Chicken McNuggets. And the world of people who are unable to cook has never been the same. Also in 1983, the DeLorean Motor Company ceases production. January 2nd, birthday that year, as we get into celebrity birthdays, actress Kate Bosworth. January 7th, soon-to-be-retired golfer Natalie Gulbis. February 23rd, Aziz Ansari, comedian. March 9th, American soccer star Clint Dempsey. March 10th, Carrie Underwood. April 1st, Sean Taylor, the Washington Redskins and Miami legend. April 18th, Miguel Cabrera. Seems odd to think he's just turning 37 this year. April 19th, Joe Maurer. April 29th, Jake Cutler. May 11th, Matt Leinart. May 18th, Vince Young. The two combatants in a legendary game from years gone by. June 21st, Edward Snowden. August 2nd, Houston Street, former A's closer. August 17th, Dustin Pedroia. August 31st, Larry Fitzgerald. September 5th, Oklahoma coach Lincoln Riley. September 10th, Joey Votto, the Cincinnati Reds star. September 14th, Amy Winehouse. November 10th, Miranda Lambert. November 25th, Joey Chestnut, the competitive eater. November 29th, Jen Sturger. Hopefully Brett Favre won't text her. December 2nd, Aaron Rodgers. December 20th, Jonah Hill. December 23rd, Hanley Ramirez. And December 27th, Cole Hamels. Deaths in 1983. January 26th, Bear Bryant passes away. Karen Carpenter, February 4th. Tennessee Williams, February 25th. Muddy Waters, April 30th. Legend. Jack Dempsey, May 31st. Earl Averill, MLB Hall of Famer, August 16th and George Hallis, October 31st. Your top three songs of 1983, Irene Cara's Flashdance, number three, Michael Jackson's Billie Jean, the second biggest hit of 1983, and The Police's Every Breath You Take, number one, the song that is probably still the most misunderstood of any. People still think it's a love song, and it's not. At all. Top three movies of 1983, Flashdance, number three, Terms of Endearment, number two, and Return of the Jedi, number one. Flashdance makes $92,921,203, Terms of Endearment, $108,423,489, and Jedi, $252,583,617. It's a pretty significant gap between numbers one and two. But there, your top three songs, movies, and pop culture bits from 1983. Now on to the ACC in 1983. Your standings, North Carolina wins the regular season 12-2 in the conference, 28-8 overall. Virginia finishes tied with Carolina, 12-2, 29-5. Maryland, 8-6, 20-10. NC State, 8 and 6, 26 and 10. Wake Forest, 7 and 7, 20 and 12. Uh, some unfortunate news while we're on Wake Forest yesterday that longtime coach Carl Tacey had passed away. It's a shame to see Carl Tacey pass, one of the Wake Forest coaches from the 80s, one of the long remembered names in Demon Deacon lore. He coached Wake Forest all the way through the end of the 1985 season. He took over there in 1972. 
after coming over from Marshall. Rest in peace, Carl Tacey. Georgia Tech, 6th, 4-10, and 13-15, Duke, 3-11, and 11-17, and Clemson, 2-12, and 11-20. Your superlatives, Player of the Year, Ralph Sampson of Virginia, Rookie of the Year, Mark Price from Georgia Tech. Mark Price actually averaged more points than did Ralph Sampson that year. Price averaged 20.3, Sampson 19. Odd. Your first team all ACC, Sidney Lowe and Thurl Bailey of NC State, Sam Perkins and Michael Jordan of Carolina, Ralph Sampson of Virginia, second team, Johnny Dawkins, Mark Price, Adrian Branch and Ben Coleman of Maryland, and Othell Wilson of Virginia. There, folks, your look around the world and around the ACC in 1983. Up next, the 1983 ACC and NCAA tournaments. You're listening to Locked on ACC. This is Locked on ACC, April 3rd, 2020. We are in the middle of 1983. Now on to the ACC tournament from 1983, held at the Omni in Atlanta. Quarterfinals had all eight teams from the ACC. The 1-8 game features North Carolina and Clemson. Tar Heels 105-79 over the Tigers. NC State sneaks by Wake Forest. Keep that in mind. 71-70 in the 4-5 game. Virginia over Duke 109-66 in the 2-7 game. And Georgia Tech beats Maryland in the 6-3 contest. 64-58, the overtime win for the Jackets. NC State then pulls off an overtime win of its own against North Carolina, 91-84 in the semifinal. Virginia then beats Georgia Tech, 96-67 in the final, setting up to be NC State and Virginia. The Wolfpack surprises everyone by getting past Wake Forest, then past North Carolina, then past Virginia, NC State 81, Virginia 78, gives Jim Valvano his first ACC championship, NC State its ninth, Sidney Lowe, the MVP of the 1983 ACC tournament, and his Wolfpack go on to the NCAA tournament. Just four teams from the ACC in the NCAA that year, Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, and NC State. We'll tell you where they go. As we get into the tournament, the tournament that year, just 52 teams. The locations for the tournament, we had play-ins in the Palestra in Philadelphia for the East and West regions and the UD Arena for the Mideast and Midwest. The first and second rounds, the East, Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut, the Greensboro Coliseum. The Mideast... Roberts Municipal Stadium in Evansville, Indiana, and the USF Sundome in Tampa. The Midwest, the Summit in Houston, and Freedom Hall in Louisville. And the West, BSU Pavilion in Boise, and the Gill Coliseum in Corvallis, Oregon. Odd sights for these things. The East Regional Finals and Semifinals, the Carrier Dome in Syracuse, the Stokely Athletics Center in Knoxville for the Mideast, Kemper Arena in Kansas City for the Midwest, and the D Event Center in Ogden, Utah for the West, the Final Four, the Pit in Albuquerque. Albuquerque, the 20th city to host the Final Four in NCAA history. 
the third smallest metropolitan area ever to host a Final Four. Only two cities. Which were they? Think about it for a second. Lexington and Greensboro. The only two cities smaller, metropolitan-wise, than Albuquerque to host a Final Four. Evansville has never hosted another NCAA regional after this 1983 tournament. Although they do have a nice venue, they have not hosted another one since. Your 1983 brackets, we take a look at the East, first of all. Just one ACC team there, but another one that would become an ACC team down the road. The play-in game... LaSalle and Boston University, LaSalle 70, BU 58 in the Palestra to get into the main tournament. The first round, the 8-9 game, Rutgers beats Louisiana 60-53 to get the right to play St. John's, the number one seed in the East. St. John's beats Rutgers 66-55, then goes on to Syracuse, the regional semis, where St. John's falls in a Big East venue, believe it or not. St. John's 70-67, the final against St. John's for Georgia. Georgia beat VCU in round two in Greensboro after VCU had beaten LaSalle in the 5-12 game. So Georgia onto the regional final in Syracuse. Now to the bottom of the bracket where Syracuse, the future ACC school in this, Played Moorhead State in Hartford in the 6-11 game. Beat them 74-59. Then went on to succumb to Ohio State 79-74 in round two in Hartford. The 7-10 game, JMU beats West Virginia 57-50. JMU then falls to second-seeded North Carolina, our ACC representative, 68-49. Carolina onto the regional semi against Ohio State. Carolina would win that game. 64-51. Then they would go up against Georgia in the regional final in Syracuse. And the Georgia Bulldogs make it to the final four, beating North Carolina, Georgia 82, North Carolina 77, sending the Georgia Bulldogs on to the final four. Georgia shoots 56.1% on the day, 32 of 57. Four Bulldogs in double figures, James Banks 20, Vern Fleming and Gerald Crosby, 17 apiece. Terry Fair, 11 for Georgia. Georgia just 18 of 28 from the line. Still won the game. For Carolina, all five starters in double figures. Michael Jordan, 26. Brad Doherty, 15. Sam Perkins, 14. Matt Doherty and Jim Braddock, 10 apiece. The Tar Heels, 31 of 63, 49.2%. 15 of 17 from the line. Didn't help them. Tar Heels get two points from their bench, so 75 of their 77 points came from starters. The only two points off the bench came from Curtis Hunter, who was one for three in 13 minutes. The only other Tar Heels to play, Steve Hale, who would then go on to become an all-ACC selection the following year, played seven minutes. Warren Martin played five minutes for Carolina, who gets bounced on the way to the Final Four. Now to the Mideast. No ACC teams in the Mideast, but we can tell you what happened. Louisville, the one seed, goes to Evansville, beats Tennessee. The Vols had beaten Marquette 57-56 in round one. 
Louisville 70-57 over the Vols. Louisville then goes on to play Arkansas, the four seed who had beaten Purdue to get there. Louisville 65, Arkansas 63 onto the regional final in Knoxville. Kentucky down in the bottom of that bracket in Tampa along with Indiana. Kentucky the three seed, Indiana the two. Kentucky goes to Tampa, Indiana to Evansville. Kentucky races past Ohio 57-40. Indiana over Oklahoma 63-49, setting up a Kentucky-Indiana regional semifinal in Knoxville. Kentucky 64, Indiana 59. Then Louisville, Kentucky in Knoxville. I can only imagine how rowdy that must have been. Louisville beats Kentucky 80-68, sending the Cardinals on to the Final Four. So we have two Final Four teams, two Final Four teams that wear red. That might be a theme. Georgia and Louisville on to the Final Four. So we have two of our Final Four teams. We need two more. We'll tell you who they are coming up next right here on Locked on ACC. If you've been listening to this podcast, you've probably heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But what you may not know is that Locked On ACC is a great way for your local business to reach passionate ACC fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with ACC fans and a predominantly male audience this well-educated with disposable income, let's put your company right here on Locked On ACC. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Time for more of Locked On ACC. It is April 3rd, 2020. Good Friday to you. I'm Brian Wilmer. We are right in the middle of 1983. We've told you two of the final four teams from 1983. Georgia from the East and Louisville from the Mideast. The Midwest now, we have one ACC team in the Midwest. That team had to play in a first-round game first, though, the play-in game from that region. Xavier falls to Alcorn State 81-75 in Dayton in a play-in game. I'd love to see that game now. But Alcorn State beats Xavier in a play-in game in 1983. Maryland in a first-round game in Houston beats Chattanooga in an 8-9 game, 52-51. The Terrapins went on to play top seed Houston. Houston 60, Maryland 50 on Houston's home floor, essentially, sending home the Terrapins. And yes, I know it was in the summit, but essentially their home floor. That's why I said essentially. Houston 23 of 39, 59%. Just 14 of 29 from the line, though. 48.3%. Three Cougars in double figures. Michael Young was 16. Akeem Olajuwon, 12. Clyde Drexler, 11. For the Cougars. For the Terrapins, two double-figure scorers. Adrian Branch with 20. Len Bias with 14. So two guys had 34 of Maryland's 50. Terrapins, 19 of 39, 48.7%. From the line, though, 12 of 21, 57.1%. So the Terrapins... Bounced in round two by the Houston Cougars, just miles from their campus. 
Houston would then go on to Kansas City in the regional semis. They would play Memphis. Memphis beat Georgetown in the 4-5 game, the game prior, 66-57, the result for the Tigers. Houston then plays Memphis and beats them 70-63. So Houston onto the regional final in Kansas City. Alabama in the bottom half of the bracket goes to Houston as a sixth seed falls to Lamar, again playing somewhat near their home, 73-50. Lamar advances on to round two where it falls to Villanova, 60-58. The other game, Iowa beats Missouri in the 7-2 game. Iowa had beaten Utah State in round one. Iowa 77, Missouri 63. Villanova then holds off Iowa in one of the more intriguing games of that tournament, 55-54 for Villanova. Villanova onto the regional final against Houston, where Houston makes short work of Villanova. Houston 89, Villanova 71, sending home Raleigh Massimino's crew. Houston onto the final four, a third team wearing red. In the final four in 1983, note that, put a pin in it, onto the West. The play-in game there in Philadelphia, Princeton beats North Carolina A&T in a battle of 12 seeds, 53-41. Virginia, the one seed in the West region, goes to Boise. Washington State plays Weber State in the 8-9 game, Washington State 62-52 winners. Wazoo advances on to play Virginia and falls 54-49. Virginia then plays Boston College. BC beats 12th-seeded Princeton, who had knocked off Oklahoma State in the first round. BC 51, Princeton 42. Then Virginia beats Boston College in the 1-4 regional semi, 95-92. BC scored 51 points in its first game, 92 in its second. Virginia with the victory. Virginia onto the regional final in Ogden, Utah. Big day for four Cavaliers in that game. Rick Carlisle, the Dallas Mavericks coach, with 22 in that game. Ralph Sampson, 19 and 11 boards. Othell Wilson, 18. And Ricky Stokes, 12. Craig Robinson, just a point shy of a double-double. Nine points, 15 boards. Kent Needleland, five points, 11 boards. Virginia had 49 rebounds on the day. They were 36 of 72 from the field, 50%. BC, four double-figure scorers of their own. John Garris, 25. uh, Jay Murphy, 23. Michael Adams, 18. Dominic Presley, 11 for the Eagles. Garris and Murphy both had double-doubles, 12 boards apiece to go with their 25 and 23 points, respectively. BC, 34 of 78, 43.6% from the field, 24 of 34, 70.6 from the line. So Virginia in the regional final, then in the bottom half of that bracket, NC State, the other ACC team remaining, beats Pepperdine 69-67 in a 6-11 first round game in Corvallis, then goes on to beat third-seeded UNLV 71-70. In the bottom part of that bracket, Utah, the 10 seed, beats Illinois 52-49 in a first round game, then beats second-seeded UCLA 67-61 setting up a 6-10 regional semi. NC State wins that game 75-56 to set up an all-ACC regional final in Ogden where the NC State Wolfpack finish off the Cavaliers 63-62 in a thriller in Ogden. 
Virginia led by five at the half and could not close the deal. Ralph Sampson, the only who in double figures, 23 points, 11 boards. Virginia, 26 of 41 from the field, 63.4%, 10 of 19 from the line, which stings, especially considering that final. Three Wolfpack in double figures, Derek Wittenberg, 24, Thurl Bailey, 14, and Lorenzo Charles, 11 points, 10 boards for the Wolfpack. 26 of 55 were the pack on that day, 47.3%, 11 of 14 from the line, 78.6%. So we have four Final Four teams, all of whom were red. Odd. Game one, by the way, we have two ones, a four and a six. Game one, the six beats the four. NC State 67, Georgia 60 in Albuquerque. The Wolfpack get 20 apiece from Derek Wittenberg and Thurl Bailey, 10 from Sidney Lowe, and shoot 53.8% from the field in a victorious effort over Georgia. James Banks, Gerald Crosby, Vern Fleming finish in doubles for the Bulldogs, who shot 35.1% from the field. So NC State onto the championship game. They would face Houston, who beat Louisville 94-81 to get to the championship game. And then there was the championship game. Six-seeded NC State, top-seed Houston, Jim Valvano, Guy Lewis, Fislam Ajama, etc. NC State 54, Houston 52 on one of the more miraculous shots you will ever see. Derek Wittenberg fires up a wild shot. Lorenzo Charles puts it home, and the Wolfpack win the national championship. Thurl Bailey, 15 for the pack. Derek Wittenberg, 14. NC State shoots 39% from the field, 23 of 59. 8 of 11 from the free throw line, 72.7% in the victory. Two Cougars in double figures. Akeem Olajuwon, 20 points, 18 boards. And Benny Anders, 10 points off the bench. For the Cougars. So NC State, your 1983 national champion. They placed three players on the all-tournament team. Derek Wittenberg, Sidney Lowe, Thurl Bailey. They were joined by Milt Wagner of Louisville, Hakeem Olajuwon of Houston. Not a ton of ACC representation on some of these all-region teams. But there was plenty if you look out to the West. We'll get there in just a second. Michael Jordan on the East All-Region team. And then you go to the West. Four of the five players were NC State or Virginia players. Thurl Bailey, Lorenzo Charles, Derek Wittenberg of State, Ralph Sampson, Virginia, Derek Wittenberg, the most outstanding player of the 1983 West Region. So there you have it. Another week in the books. So we take a look at some of these tournaments from years past with our tournament throwback series. If you have things you want featured on this program, let us know. Tweet us at LockedOnACC. Email us, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can also tweet me individually. I'm at Sports Matters. Quick announcement before we end the week. Since we have a number of things going on in the world right now and a number of things that require our attention outside of sports, while the lockdown order is in place. Essentially, we will be reducing the number of programs to three per week here on Locked on ACC. So keep an ear out Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays 
for Locked On ACC. As we wind through the month of April, we will get through the month of April, get ready for some college football, which is just around the corner. The NFL draft right around the corner. Speaking of the NFL draft, by the way, while your smart speaker's on, tell it to play Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Sample some of our fine programming that we offer right here on Locked On. Until Monday, I am Brian Wilmer. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. See you right back here Monday, right here on Locked On ACC. Have a good weekend, everyone. Be safe. Love you. Mean it. <laughs>